Hi, this is Evan, and you're listening to Damsels in Detroit on Podcast Detroit. Hey, y'all. So we are on episode nine of Damsels in Detroit, and this episode is going to be really cool because lately I've been seeing a lot of talk about bras on Twitter. <laughs> so I'm sitting here with Lee Paget of Busted Bra Shop, and as you guys know, going to read a little bit about her before we hop into our questions. So Lee Paget has been a serial entrepreneur since elementary school. She's best known for her entrepreneurial experience over the past 15 years as the owner and operator of Busted Bra Shop, Cafe Detroit, and EatDetroit.com. Lee was a top 10 finalist in the Hatch Detroit contest, and although she did not win, she was so encouraged by the Detroit women that were eager for a bra shop in the city. After five and a half years in business, Busted Bra Shop expanded from one to three stores with two in Detroit and one in Chicago. Lee's experiences as an entrepreneur have been plentiful, and she works hard to encourage and coach other women in the city to start their own businesses as well. Hi, Lee. Hi, Evan. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. Like I said before, I'm really excited about this talk because we all need bras, you guys. <laughs> so why not have an expert here to talk, tell us all about them? Why, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Boobs are important. They are. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're going to hop right in. So my first question for you is that you consider yourself to be a serial entrepreneur. So how old were you when you first started your, when you started your first business and what was that business? You know, I would uh, work around the neighborhood doing different odd jobs for people. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it was fun for me to say, okay, well, I have to go babysit or take care mm -hmm. of someone's cat or work in the yard or collect cans. So I always had um, a side hustle going. As a kid, my dad wasn't into buying me lots of clothes. He's like, you could just have that hand me down from so-and-so. And I'm like, mm, no. Right. Yeah. So I was like, what if I make my own money? Mm -hmm. Then I could do my own thing. He's like, absolutely. I can't stop you from that. Right. So yeah, that was that was my thing. So why do you think that that entrepreneurial bug bit you so hard? Like, what was it? What do you feel like it is about your personality or about yourself that's like, I have to be an entrepreneur? Well, the people around me who I really looked up to and loved were always doing something, either playing and singing in a bar or, you know, um, uh, my grandparents on both sides uh, ran liquor mm -hmm. <laughs> during Prohibition. So they had their side hustle there. Well, one did it really well. <laughs> one didn't. But they had... Um, they also had sawmills. Okay. So they ran, they ran their own businesses in, in that way, uh, as well as having uh, regular jobs. And, um, my mother's dad was an antiquer. Oh, wow. And he also did the auctions, the live auctions. So mm -hmm. he could speak really fast. He was oh, a live wow. auctioneer. What and a I was skill. Fascinated by him mm -hmm. as, a, as a little girl. So I think I just wanted to make my own way. You know, you're always told that if you want to do something, you do it yourself. Right. And I was, I even would type other people's papers in school. Anything to, <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I want that prom dress. Mm -hmm. Anything to do, yeah. anything to make some extra money. Yeah. And to have it for myself. Yeah. You know, I, w I was never the kid that was like, hey, dad, can mm -hmm. I have some money? Because if I did, he'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you already knew what was coming. <laughs> yeah, there was no reason to even ask. Yeah. So, yeah. Just did it yourself. So you're originally from Alabama. So how did you make that move from down south to Detroit? And was it, you know, a little bit of a shock? Because it's cold here. <laughs> I was in the Navy be between then. Oh, right. So mm -hmm. it wasn't a shock. I'd lived in Maine. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> I lived in a place that was really cold mm-hmm. and really desolate. So, <laughs> no, this wasn't this wasn't that big deal. But I just high school and middle school was in Mobile, Alabama, down on the Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. I do miss it. I miss the food and the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in Detroit, you know, is is wonderful. We we got here from my husband's job. Okay, um, and I we've moved here in the early 2000s uh, because he was assigned to work here. Okay. Um, we ended up moving to, to Europe and back to the coast in the South. And I just kept waking up and saying, I really want to go back to Detroit. I miss the city. I miss the culture. Mm-hmm. I miss the people and they need bras. And so we moved back here the second time, um, 2011 mm-hmm. uh, with a kid in tow this time. And um on purpose. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is what we really wanted to do. So he's able to work uh, in his own office and out of, uh, you know, he, he's got a lot more flexibility with his position. But yeah, Detroit was, Detroit draws you in. Yeah. And um, the people, the soul of it, mm-hmm. you know, they draw you back. Best, some of the best friends ever are I up here. Yeah. yeah. I love Detroit people. I just feel like we're so different. And I feel like somebody said to like, oh, Detroit is like the South, but just north <laughs> without the right so hot kind. sauce but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, i can agree with that yeah so you mentioned that you were in the navy so what was that experience like and do you feel like the skills that you learned there that you still implement them in your everyday life now absolutely the the navy was a wonderful place to be i was 21 when i went into boot camp mm-hmm. and um, had never been super athletic um you know people underestimated me in that and I underestimated uh, myself. And so when I finally realized if I put my mind to something, I can do it mm-hmm. uh, and I can work as a team. I, you know, never had worked as a, as a team growing up as, as a female in the schools that I was in, we didn't have a lot of big teams that you worked on. Okay. We didn't do a lot of group projects. So the Navy is all about that, but you can also really do well mm-hmm. uh, on your own. If you do this, you know, there's, you you know the rules, you know the steps to success mm-hmm. in the military. And I kind of dug that. Yeah, um, my dad, um, he was in the Army, too. And he talks about kind of that having to, like, everybody depends on everybody. So if you mess something up, that's like punishment for everybody else. So he's like, it really teaches you how to be accountable. Yeah, so. you become, you do become part of a machine, but you also have individuality. It's, it's, it's a weird place. To, it's hard to explain. It's mm-hmm. a strange place to be. It was very rewarding. Um, I do believe that I take those skills on. You also learn to button up the basics. Okay. If you can button up your basics, then you can do all other things because you're not having to worry about your home, your clothes, what you're going to eat. Mm-hmm. Button those all up for yourself. Have that all taken care of. That's a stress you don't have to to deal with mm-hmm. and you can work on other stuff. Okay. That makes sense. I never thought to like go to the military. I don't, I just know myself and I'm like, I don't think I would do that great. But I feel like people don't really talk about it as much now. They don't. It, it, it's, you can do anything in the military yeah. you can do in the civilian world. Mm-hmm. Cooking, anything. nursing. Yeah. Singing. Yeah. There's, there's people who are in a, the choir, the Navy choir, Marine Corps choir. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's people who are painters. Yeah. There's people who are engineers. Mm-hmm. You know, anything you can do in the civilian world, you can do in the military. And do the people that are like not in the field, do they still have to go through like their basic training to, okay. Yep. <laughs> Nobody is exempt. Nope. <laughs> no, you have to go through the basics. You've got to learn the basics. Yeah. You have to learn how to be in the military first. Okay. It's, it's what, six to nine weeks? Mm-hmm. 
You can do anything for six to nine weeks. I thought it was longer than that. I don't know why. Well, the Navy. Okay. That's the only one I really have experience with. Experience with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Navy and, and it's, I loved it. I did. Okay. And I'll talk about it with anybody. If you mm-hmm. have young people that want to talk about going in the military, I'll come and talk to you. Yeah. Because I did. I loved it. And it's served me well. And it's given me something in common with people that I meet every day. Okay. Hmm. Good to know. Um, so you started Busted over five years ago. So how did you get the idea? And then what was that process like from ideation to actually having a physical store? Everybody's going to have their own journey in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. right? So one of the things that happened in the early 2000s, we had a coffee shop called Cafe Detroit. Every morning, people would walk in and they had a complaint about their bra. And I was your coffee person, so they would tell me anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of sunk in when I would have real estate agents, judges, doctors, uh, every walk of life that walked through that coffee shop come in. Oh, my God, my bra is so uncomfortable. I can't, don't want to go shopping. Mm-hmm. This broke. I had a judge that was like, do you have a bread tie? You know, the, the little tie that yeah. goes around the, the plastic packaging. Uh-huh. And I did. And I saw her take her bra out and fix oh, it. Oh, girl. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what are you doing? She said, I don't have time to go to a bra shop because it takes me 45 minutes to get there. Oh, then yeah. Then I have to wait for to to get into the fitting. Mm-hmm. And then I have to drive back home. Right. And by that time, I've been gone for four hours. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. And she said, and I can't buy it offline mm-hmm. because I don't, it will never fit. So I'm dealing with this until I have a few days off on a vacation. I can go to a bra shop. And I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So you, you come up with what's the pain, right? Mm-hmm. What is the thing that's lacking in that area and that society? Okay, this is what was lacking in my little world. Um, so started looking at the statistics, started uh, traveling, going into bra shops, just becoming really curious. Mm-hmm. And um, obsessed, I guess, would be the word for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you should see my husband. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, we have to go to this bra shop. Look at that. We have to go in We're and need to talk research. to people. He's like, I'm going to stay in the car. <laughs> um, and then he got into the engineering part because he's mm-hmm. an engineer. He's like, well, we could design it. Don't want to go there. I will vend it. <laughs> <laughs> so we just wrote the we, – we wrote out a plan. Okay. And then I looked and saw that my friend who owns Hugh, mm-hmm. which is um, a furniture and housing store uh, in Midtown, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Posh is the gentleman's name who has that and. And he had been in the in the hatch contest, hatch okay. Detroit, and I said, "That's it, that's what we'll do because mm-hmm. we've got to raise some money, right, right there." So when we moved back, we moved back to the city, and I just had this crazy plan. I got a small job, and um, then I joined the hatch contest. Mm-hmm. We did not win, okay. It's which, okay. which you know, you think I'm not going to do this now, right? Nobody loves me. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't quite true. People kept, hey, I voted for you. I'm so sorry you didn't win. Mm-hmm. But I still need you to open because my bras are horrible. Yeah. So I went to the building I was in and that I was living in and mm-hmm. said, have you got a small office for me? And they did. And they charged me a few dollars mm-hmm. a month. And I said, okay, this is 200 square feet. I know some vendors. And I started bugging them. I started bugging manufacturers. They don't want to talk to you if you don't have a store already. So okay. how do you get a store started if you don't have a store already? Right. You got to bug them. Tell them that you're legit. Give them some kind of credentials, right? And so finally, this one woman came to see me because she was tired of me bugging her company mm-hmm. for six months. <laughs> and she realized I knew a little bit about the industry. Okay. And I had worked in a bra shop at one point. Okay. 
So um, I convinced two companies to send me some bras. And I was in this little office. And I didn't have any money <laughs> for anything else. <laughs> so I took the boxes that the bras came in and I flipped them over. Okay. And I put some fake leather, some pleather. Okay. On top, and I displayed the most colorful bras I could, mm-hmm. and I took pictures, and I went online and said, "I made, I've got some bras. You guys <laughs> say it? you want some bras? Here's some." And people started making appointments with me. Nice. And I would get a bra, and I'd buy two, and I'd sell another bra, and I'd buy two. Okay. Went like that, and one girl came to me, and she said, "You need an employee." Mm-hmm. I was like I can't afford an employee. She's like, "You will be able to afford an employee. I will be here tomorrow." Uh, okay. I was like, <laughs> "Okay, pushy much." Um, <laughs> So she did, and we kept selling more bras. So the the building said, there's this other space right next to you mm-hmm. that's a storage unit. Uh, we'll turn it into a, a space. It used to be a hair salon. Okay. Like, cool. So we went over. We filled up about a sixth of the space with mm-hmm. what we had. I started borrowing furniture from friends. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and other entrepreneurs. There's a, a, a wonderful woman named Rachel Lutz, mm-hmm. and she owns the Peacock Room. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. And Yama um, and Frida. She owns those three stores. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, I've got a couple things. You're going to need them. And she helped me. And she brought down um, forms, you know, mannequins. Mm-hmm. She's like, just use those. It'll be fine. I'll send people down to you. I love that. She was really, she reached out and she really helped. There's an artist out of Ann Arbor named Valerie. And she said, I have some furniture that you could sell in the store, but use it okay. for displays. Yeah. Really? Okay. So there was there's a community that came together of female entrepreneurs to help. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of um, journalists, you know, said, "Oh my gosh, I absolutely adore this." A- Amy Heimerl, she's a local author, mm-hmm. and she said, "I have a friend who's a journalist in uh, New York." So like two years into it, I ended up on the front page of the business part of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just women talking and getting together, so there was an energy, and that's how. We kind of got started and got bigger and grew this great inventory, and now we have 14 employees. Yay. That's awesome. But I still get scared. I'm like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) are we going to – yeah, we make it, and we do – we're doing good work. Now we're at Jefferson and Chalmers. Mm-hmm. We're out of our original space. Yeah. New landlords came in. We won't talk about that. It's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just know that we are open and we didn't close. Okay. And then we're open also in Cadillac Place, mm-hmm. uh, right across from the Fisher in uh, the state building. I drive past the one on Jefferson all the time, and I actually literally need to go in. I, um, Seven days a week. Okay, Seven perfect. days a week. Yeah, that there. is so hard to to find too because I normally well I started going to Bravo but yeah. just when you live in the city it just having to drive outside of the city sometimes like you said is just I don't feel like <laughs> and they do great work over there too yeah absolutely yeah they really open my eyes to a lot of things like I was putting my bra on incorrectly I did not know that and yep. they were just like you need we to can stop. teach you yeah how to make sure that you sit, keep those wires in good shape mm-hmm. take good care of them yeah yeah and yeah. Then I just noticed too that it gets really crowded in there because that's that was like the only shop within the metro area so it's like everybody <laughs> and their mama is in there trying to get a bra but they were super helpful and I'm just glad that you have your shop in the city now because yeah. it's like Accessible to a lot of people. Yes, shops. And we have a lot of color. You Mm -hmm. know, when you walk into the store, it's not super boring. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Come try it out. Yeah. So you said you worked in a bra shop before, but did you have 
would you say that you had like a really vast knowledge about bras or when you were doing your research, were there some things that you just totally did not know? Yeah, there's a ton of stuff. And there's a ton of stuff I still don't know. Mm -hmm. And I still find out new things. And I'm always looking and researching. And I travel twice a year to different shows. Okay. And they're always coming up with different things, which is is wonderful. Um, I was a chemist by education. So I think that that natural... Um, analytical mind gets in there and just has to rip it all apart and put it back together. Right. So what would you say was the most shocking thing that you learned about bras when you were in the process of opening your shops? Oh, well, I I realize it every week is there's still not enough sizes. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the thing that is um, annoying uh, Mm -hmm. that there's still not enough sizes, you know, and it's, it, it, it's not a garment that you're going to buy one of for the rest of your life. Right. That's just not. I wish. You you buy it, but you wear it every day. <laughs> right. Right. So um, so we still need to keep pushing the industry for other sizes mm-hmm. and um, styles. So it, the thing about your body, and if we look at the, the women around us mm-hmm. and start looking at, okay, the measurement from your shoulder to where your bra strap lies on the bottom is a different length for every person. Yeah. Right. So that's one of the things why the straps are adjustable. Okay. Now, some straps can only adjust for a few inches. Mm -hmm. But what if you really need that to be a lot shorter? Now they're starting to make straps that can be adjusted all the way through. Okay. Um, But the engineering that goes into the bras will really, like, trip your noodle if you're into that. Yeah. So Harper's Bazaar actually reported, I think it was last year, that 80% of women are wearing the wrong size bras. Oprah's been saying it for decades. You know, well, she knows everything, so <laughs> that does not surprise me. But um, how are bra sizes determined? Like when you're going into a store, like what makes something a 36 triple D or what makes me a whatever size I am? And right. then measurements. Yeah. Measurements. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it gets more complicated than any other item that we wear. In my opinion, mm-hmm. um, you you have to be measured underneath your breasts, parallel to the floor, in a tight fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you look at, let's say, a 36, that doesn't mean that when you put a measuring tape on it, just laying there, that it's 36 inches. Okay. Right. Um, but when you stretch them out mm-hmm. and then put them on someone, because it has to be tight to grip the body. If not, then your boobs would fall out underneath and why even have it on? Mm-hmm. Um, then it's going to fit someone that measures 34, 33 to 34 inches around. Okay. Because you have to have that couple of inches to actually hook it. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happened, and this is the confusing part about bras, back in the 50s and 60s, women wanted to report their measurements like Marilyn Monroe did. Yeah. Right. Um, James Mansfield, 36, 24, 36. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's one of the reasons why if you measure 29 inches around, you're going to be in a 32. Okay. <laughs> because it makes you sound like you have larger breasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was just the way back okay. then. So that's unfortunately some companies have changed that. Some companies haven't. So when you go to a bra fitter, She's going to know how to read those measurements against the other companies or the bra styles, mm-hmm. i.e. it's easier to go talk to someone who knows their stock yeah. instead of just grabbing stuff and going into the dressing room by yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the band. We've talked about band. What in this world is a cup? Yeah. The cup is the difference 
between the band measurement mm-hmm. the underneath your breast and the largest part of the breast measurement. Okay. So an A is a one inch difference between two breasts. Mm-hmm. A B is two. A C is three. A D is four. An E, also known in some conventions as a double D, mm-hmm. is five. Keep on going down the alphabet and we go to an O and sometimes we even get a P cup. Wow. Okay. And I get some things made over in Europe specialty. Takes about 12 weeks to get it back. Mm-hmm. But but if you have certain issues, I can help you get that made. So so now you've got a basis of knowledge to get started. Mm-hmm. Now you're just getting started. Right. Because then the cups and the different styles fit different shaped boobs. Mm-hmm. If we all look at the different boobs around us. They're shaped differently. Yeah. Some of us are shaped like ski slopes. Some right. of us are shaped very round. Some of us are um, one big, one bigger than the other in a dramatic Hello, fashion. <laughs> Everybody's a little bit different because both of our eyes aren't the same. Right. Both of our nostrils aren't the same. But some people are more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when you have to also look at the density of the skin or the density of the tissue as okay. well as the um, tightness of the skin. Okay. Because that flesh is going to act different with different materials. Mm -hmm. So now you're talking styles. It gets complicated if you go to a professional that can measure you up, look at you and see how your breasts fall. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we can go out into our stock, grab a few things, come back in and take what would have been a two-hour trip for you that could have ended in frustration Mm -hmm. into a 30-minute trip that will be done in a way that we will find something that will help you feel fantastic mm-hmm. and as comfortable as possible and maybe even some fun color and something really pretty. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I had no idea about <laughs> all of that. It's like the band is like, okay, I can kind of understand that. But the density of your... Yeah, the band is the easiest part. Yeah. And then there's all the different styles and, and the different factors that we look at. Mm-hmm. We look at the the um, how deep rooted a person's breast is, which okay. means how far under the arm it goes. Um, and that's breast tissue. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a gland. It's tissue. It's real um, important to your body. Mm-hmm. And when you can bring that forward out from underneath your arm, it makes a big difference. Boop. I get really passionate about it, bras and boobs. So. No, seriously. <laughs> I mean, like like I said, when I finally got one that fits me properly, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> like, what have I been doing for the past? I think this was like two years ago when I got this bra. So. I'm 25 now, so the past 23 years of my life, whatever, when I started wearing bras, it's just like I was torturing myself and didn't even know it. And if it's not tight enough, which some people, they they get our bras on and they're like, but that's so tight. If I can still get four inches behind your bra Mm -hmm. band, if I can get my fist behind there, then it's doing its job. If I can get more than that, it may be too loose. And if you're dealing with a heavier chest, Mm -hmm. then the chest starts to fall. If you think about, put your hand on your back. Right. Mm-hmm. If your bra strap were to go up a couple of inches because it's too loose, what mm-hmm. happens in the front? The front goes down. Yeah. Okay. But if it's parallel, now it's going to hold your breast there. I think this one feels good. Yeah. It didn't move. Left on. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> and how can you tell your friends or our listeners right now, mm-hmm. is my bra too big? Right. Or are my breasts not in the bra properly? Mm-hmm. Go down to your bra. and. Whatever on your bottom, I don't even care. Go stand in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. Stick your arms up over your head. Did your bra move? Okay. Did your bra gape underneath? Is there breast tissue moving under there? Mm-hmm. When you put your arms down, is there a dramatic difference in the way it felt? Okay. Your bra's not the right size. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that with some of the other ones I have at home. I'll probably have to throw out all of them except for the one I and have. And you on can now. donate <laughs> gently used and clean bras to support the girls, which we is an organization that gets 
um, bras to women in financial need. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And they're all around the country, but we have a Detroit chapter. Okay. Awesome. So I'm going to start doing that too. Cause I hate when I, cause I'm just like, what do I do with them? Like, do I give them to somebody? Do I like toss them? It's always like a weird thing. And then I end up just keeping them in my drawer for a very long time. I mean, you can always donate them to different organizations that deal with clothing. Mm -hmm. But if you want to make sure that it goes to someone who's actually getting um, a bra, specifically support the girls is a fantastic organization and a lot of times they'll ask people to come and help them get to help them fit for females okay yeah cool so we're going to go into some of our listener questions um so the first one i have is from erica plakowski from instagram she says what are some good workout bras and two do strapless bras work for women with d cups and above Okay, D cups and above, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. We have strapless bras that go all the way to a double J. Um, so, sure, you just have to have it fit properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, you need to go to a place that has lots of different styles of bras because different companies have different forms that fit different bodies. So, yes, strapless bras are awesome. There's also other items that you can use if you have specialty dresses or okay. tops. Booby tape is one of them. Mm-hmm. At br- uh, Brassy bra is another one which is also water resistant. So you can use it with your bathing suit. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you can look into all those things online and we sell a lot of it uh, in store. Okay. Um, the other question was... Sports bras. Sports bras. There's so many different styles. It depends on your sizing. Mm-hmm. So um, I've got bras for larger cups it, with Energize, um, which is an Alomi company mm-hmm. or an Alomi brand. I like of Alomi. Theirs. I do too. They're great. And... Um, we have a lot of people who wear that as an everyday bra, too, because mm-hmm. it's moisture wicking. So if you have a job that's very st- strenuous. Yeah. Nurses. We have a lot of nurses who wear uh, the energized bra. Um, there's also panache, which is mm-hmm. a – we call it booby armor. Okay. We have some equestrians who come in and get that particular wow. bra. Yeah. And it goes up to an H cup. Okay. And it's a European H cup, which is different different from other H cups. Mm-hmm. Again, come in and get fitted. Yeah. Getting something like that online is scary. Once you get a fitting, if you want to go online and buy stuff, we can always sell it to you online, but you can get things from from other companies. Mm-hmm. As long as you know, like I am a 36H in the Energized bra from mm-hmm. Alomi, then you can buy that same bra with good with good confidence. It's okay. going to come in the same. Yeah, my sports bra is either by Alomi or Panache. I can't remember. Um, but it's awesome. Like <laughs> the stuff that I have to do like at the gym and then – Looking at how my boobs just don't move. I'm like, wow, I need to get another one of these. So, yeah. Um, Hi, Kyra from Instagram says, how often can you wear one bra before washing it? And what's a good number of bras to own? Okay. How often do you do you wash your bra? I get that a lot. It depends on how much you sweat. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we all sweat and get things dirty at a different rate. I wear mine two to three times and then I hand wash and air dry. Did you hear that? Yeah. Hand wash, air dry. I'm bad at that. <laughs> Gentle cycle is still a cycle in a machine. Okay. Even if the bra is in a garment bag, those Yikes. wires are being moved in a way that is not intentional you for are that reading me product. right now. <laughs> Listen, I sold a very expensive bra to a lady the other day, and she's like, can it go in a garment bag? And she said that the look on my face was one of horror. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I mean, I can't tell you what to do with your your own property, but no. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It takes five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. 
And then they usually smell great. Mm -hmm. And then they feel better. Okay. Don't dry them. You'll break all the elastics. Yes. If you spent sixty to two hundred dollars on a bra, why in this world would you break it on purpose? Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So there was (laughs) answer. (laughs) So it was uh, how often do you wear them and how many should you have? Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. How many should you have? I say five at a time, and you need to. Depending on the weight of your breasts and how how rough you are on them, just like shoes, mm-hmm. you you will have to rebuy them. Yeah, um, and you will wear them down at your own rate. Um, so we say wear one, have one washed, and have one resting in a okay. drawer. Those are your everyday bras, right? Um, you need at least three of those, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you're a lingerie addict, and we love those. <laughs> um, then you'll have a lot more. A lot of people have different colors for any outfit. Yeah. Some people like to show their bras. Mm-hmm. Some people like to, you know, use them as their lingerie, whatever. Right. Three bras would be the minimum I would have for okay. everyday bras. And then a sports bra. Mm-hmm. And then a um, specialty bra. So something that's convertible down to strapless. Okay. Cool. I have two everyday and one sports bra. So we're going to work on the other ones. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to break them down faster. Yeah. So if you want to go in and, and, and get five um, over a couple of months and then you can wait longer mm-hmm. to, to go spend that kind of money, you can also ask people for gift certificates. Right. That's you know, true. hey, I don't need you to buy my underwear for me, but if you could give me a gift certificate to a lingerie store so that I make sure I use it mm-hmm. on that instead of groceries, it'd be right. great. Or clothes or yeah. Things that I don't need. Makeup. People graduating and going to college, they're going to need bras. Right. And they're not going to have time to go get it. And they're not yeah. going to have the bandwidth in their head to go get it. Mm-hmm. And we want them feeling comfortable, you know, and feeling confident right. in their new venture. Give them, give them whatever give them bra shop gift card you want, but get them something. Mm-hmm. Don't take them bra shopping and expect to go look and see what they're buying. It's none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> Live, love, live, live from Instagram wants to know for breast health, is it okay to not wear a bra? I, that's really not my place to answer. Okay. You know, breast health is not my, um, I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't want to give that kind of advice. And I don't know how heavy your breasts are. Mm -hmm. So for your back, if you have uh, breasts that are over an E cup, most of my clients want to have on a bra because their neck and back hurt. Yeah. Um, and then the the skin will um, start to stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's holding it up. There's only one tendon that's holding up your your uh, your your breasts mm-hmm. and uh, ligament. There's only one ligament that's holding up your breast. It's called the Cooper ligament. And once that pops, there's nobody that's going to fix it. Okay. That's so scary. then it's always down. Mm-hmm. So you know you you're going to have to make up that mind. You're, this is your body. You don't want to want to wear a bra. Don't wear a bra. I do want to go back to the washing question. Yeah. So when you're hand washing, is there a certain type of detergent or soap that you should use? Well, we're all going to give you, a, you know, our own idea on the soap that we think is awesome. Forever New has been around forever. Mm-hmm. I've used it for 30 some odd years. <laughs> um, and it's it, I use it for everything. It cleans my jewelry. It cleans my uh, all my fine washables, uh, my blue jeans. I use that to keep the dye in when I want them to stay dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forever New is one of my favorites. Soak is another one that's new okay. that's come out and uh, it's delightful. And you don't have to rinse it out because it has fabric softeners, natural fabric okay. softeners in it. So come in and check out the products that, that your local bra shop has. Mm-hmm. And um, most of the time they'll have a sample for you to try it out. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
And then our last listener question comes from Just Sess on Instagram. She says, what is the proper way to put on a bra? The proper way to put on a bra is to hook it in the back while you've got it facing its proper direction on the front of your body, not flipping. When you flip it, think about it. When you flip, you're putting pressure in the bottom of the wire, which mm-hmm. means it's going to start pushing out on the sides. So you're going to – wires will come out, mm-hmm. right? You're going to increase the likelihood of your wire popping out the side or in the middle of gore. This is called the gore, the piece that's in the middle that sits okay. up against your sternum. So that's the two exit spots for the wire. So if you put it on your your arms, you reach behind and you hook it, mm-hmm. that's the best way to do it. And then you hold on to the bottom of the bra mm-hmm. on one side, reach in with the other hand, grab your breast and move it forward. I call that anchor and sweep. Mm-hmm. You anchor the bra down so it doesn't move when you move your breasts. You reach in, you sweep your breast tissue into the cup and you let it go. Now, what about, because this is what I was just told recently, if you like, you're not flipping, so I have it, I have the cups facing upward, and I hook it in the front, and then I turn it. Is that bad, too? It's not horrible. It's not as bad as flipping, and if you have to do it that way, fine, Mm -hmm. but if your shoulders work, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can do it, and our our minds Mm -hmm. are amazing tools. Yeah. We can make our fingers feel things. Um, and make thing they do things easier when we do them over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be able to if you if you you can put your hands back there. I saw you do it, mm-hmm. and then you can unhook it. Right? You know yeah. how to unhook it like that. Yes, you can hook it back. Okay, like that. Okay. So again, if you want it to last longer, mm-hmm. that's the best way to put it on. Okay. Yeah. Coming with some new tools for me today. I'm gonna start practicing some new things. <laughs> Um, so what are your hopes for your businesses and other women entrepreneurs in the city? Well, do you mean I do I hope that more women open up businesses in the city? Just anything. Any- Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always fun to see other women in the city just opening anything. It could be like a sock shop and I'd be like, you go, girl. Well, Pink Poodle Breath, uh, Pink Poodle Dress Lounge just mm-hmm. opened down the street from us. And yep. that's phenomenal mm-hmm. have you seen it i didn't get to go um i work for the city so my co-worker got to go to the opening i think i was out that day or had another event to go to but i was like it looks so cute and pink in here her dresses for derby look so beautiful mm-hmm. um but i i mean i love being able to sit down with women entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and talk about women in life and business and balance and blah 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 yeah guys are great too right but i go to them for a lot different support yeah than, and that's just my own my own choice i, I i'll be 50 in a few months mm-hmm. and so at this point in my life i do like to commiserate with the company of women yeah um to talk about our life and and things to get through the day mm-hmm. um yeah so i hope that we get more and more women coming in we need shoe stores yes Hello. I was just thinking about, well, one, just to buy regular shoes, but also a lot of my shoes that I've had for a while, the heel, you know, starts to kind of like wear down. I'm like, I don't want to get rid of these. No, you can get those repaired. Yeah. There's a place on Livernoy that's phenomenal. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll get you the name for that company. It's five five sisters who own it. Oh, nice. Five sisters. Five. Five. They're wonderful. Okay. Yeah, they fix everything. My husband takes all his shoes. I take my high heels. You Mm -hmm. can get new heels put on. Okay, awesome. Make them last longer. Yeah, because I'm just like, I can't, like I have these little 
um, black heels that I wear like almost every day. And I was looking at them the other day and I was like, I can't throw these away. My son <laughs> will remember the name. It's House of something. They've been around for decades okay. over on Livernoy, uh, right near the, well, right at the tail end of the Avenue of Fashion. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty wonderful. And for our business, I'm just hoping, I'm hoping to open up more businesses in other areas that are in need mm-hmm. um, and employ more women. Yay. So all women work at your shop now? Uh, currently, yeah. We okay. have had, um, we, we have had other sexes, other genders mm-hmm. uh, work in the store. Uh, we've had people from the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. uh, who have worked in the store. Uh, we have had men who have worked for the company, but mm-hmm. not in the store. Right. Specifically, they might come in and do a few things, but mm-hmm. uh, they do work for the company. Mainly, we have women working in the company, um, mm-hmm. and that's simply because that's what's required for the job right. to be able to work with other women mm-hmm. um, in an intimate setting. Yeah. Good job requirement to have. Well, that's thank you. Very important. Um, so what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? Um, I, I think it just... What does it mean for me to be a damsel? I mean, I live most of my life in the city and and do most of my time in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woodward is Woodward is my highway. Um, <laughs> and you know, when you said the word damsel, and I'm not in distress. I'm in Detroit, right? I think yeah. When you said I was like damsel in Detroit, changes the whole yeah way of thinking about it. So I love being a, a, a lady and part of the community here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're mainly women in Detroit. Mm-hmm. It's like 53% in the last sur- in the last surveys. Yeah. Came out. Yeah. That we're, it's mainly women. So one of the things that I do say to people is 53% of the population is women, which means we have more boobs than people. <laughs> and we need bras. And we need bras. Yeah. So what are the store hours for Busted? So if people want to come in, um, when can they, when would be a good time for them to drop in? Jefferson Chalmers is the flag flagship store mm-hmm. but, uh, um and it is monday through friday 10 to 6 okay saturday 11 to 6 and sunday 1 to 5 so those are our seven days there cadillac place today is monday through friday 10 10 to 5 mm-hmm. that's when the building is open okay. on, the, on the doors uh the doors that you can get in uh open to the public and then do appointments need to be made to come in no Okay. No, we are first come first serve basis because I, I realized shopping in other stores that when you make an appointment, um, you're just having to wait for other people. Yeah. And then people walk in and it's it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen that people get a little bit annoyed. So it is a first come first serve. But the caveat to that is we have after hour parties. Oh. Where you and your friends mm-hmm. come in. We want eight to eight to fifteen people mm-hmm. over in the Jefferson Chalmers store because we're not allowed to do it in Cadillac Place right okay. now because of security. Um, and then it's your store for two hours. Okay. And we we staff according to how many friends are coming in, and we put out snacks and uh, beverages, adult beverages if that's what you like. Yes, please. And um, you come in for two hours there from like six to eight, and people will. Hi, can we come in? You're open. We're not open. Right. This is a private this event. This is a private party. This is a private event. And then you <laughs> you and your friends, it's really a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm actually, now that you say that, I'm like, who wants to do this? Because seriously. Yeah. Let's talk about this. I'm so, yes, I'm sold. Let's do it. Let's have a damsel in Detroit <laughs> bra party. Yes, oh my I'm gonna cry. That's so cute. You yes, could let's... even do a Facebook live event from there and um and interview some of your friends. I love it. Okay, let's try to do that over the summer or like next month, maybe. Sure. Okay, we're down. Okay, we're in. Bring it. 
And how can people connect with you um, on social or on the web? So many ways. Mm-hmm. And it all goes into my inbox, which is kind of nuts. Um, we have a website, bustedbrashop.com, yes. mm-hmm. that is being revamped right now by a company called Milo. Oh, I've heard of Milo. Milo is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they're on Tech Town. Facebook, mm-hmm. we have Busted Bra Shop, Busted in Detroit, mm-hmm. and Busted in Chicago, okay. depending on where you are. Twitter, pretty much the same. Instagram, pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there another one? Am I forgetting one? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, but Me too. I'm really, really on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. I'm not looking for a job. Right. I've got a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like... I use it sometimes, but some people use it like they use Facebook. Like they're like, here's yeah. an update. And I'm like, wow, you guys are like really into this. I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> now, Twitter is the one that I have started kind of taking over mm-hmm. uh, personally. But any of the messages go directly to me from Facebook. Okay. Um, if you're an- asking a question underneath a post, sometimes I'm the one that answers. Mm-hmm. But uh, we try to get a fitter to answer most of the questions. Okay. Um, but we don't have someone that's just sitting on the computer 24 hours a day. Right. Yeah. I've actually gotten questions at one o'clock in the morning, which I have answered. Yeah. But I'm a mom. And mm-hmm. like I said, did I say 50? Yeah, almost 50. Almost. I do go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do social media for work. So I understand people, it, they don't care. If they want a question, if they need something answered, it'll be 3.45 in the morning and they'll be like, hey, so about these potholes. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. I will answer it absolutely <laughs> as quickly as I can. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll ask when uh, sometimes I get really important questions when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Like, oh dude, I, I can't know. answer that. Yeah. Then sometimes because we get so many, like I said, I work for the city, like we get so many concerns in Facebook and Instagram posts and I'll like respond and then I'll forget because I'm like answering another one and then I'll be like the next day somebody will be like, Well, you never responded and I can't stand, and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, it's just me answering these questions. It's like, just one it's person. Just it's a real human, yeah. not a computer. <laughs> uh, so, one question for you: mm-hmm. Were you able to see any of the posts or, or videos of our ribbon cutting at Jefferson Chalmers? Yes, Jessica Care so mad that I was not able to come. Did you see her? Yeah. Oh, she's so she's so awesome. Mm-hmm. She is a beautiful, beautiful person. Um, I would I would think that you should have her mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good suggestion. She's she's just a delight. Yeah. And so creative. Mm-hmm. And she's a mom and she's a badass. Mm-hmm. And she's so she's just she lifts women up. Yep. And she lifts up the city. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah, we did um some of my coworkers did like a photography project um and they featured her. And And she's so gorgeous. Yeah, she is. She is really <laughs> cool. She just has that like vibe, you know, like mm-hmm. You're just cool. And Sabrina Nelson, an artist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'm always, like, taking suggestions. Anytime, like, who do you guys want to hear from? Like, you know, tell me. Because I don't want to just make it all about stuff that I'm interested in. Like, I want to hear from everybody. So There you go. Well, thank you so much for thank coming. You. Watch our social media. Mm-hmm. We do have, um, we're trying to get the city to push through a permission to get that pink wall painted okay. by a local artist mm-hmm. that I will not name. Okay. But. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fingers He's one crossed. Of my favorites, and uh, we'll have a big reveal. He, it's already designed. It's 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 ready to go. We just have to get our our permission from the city. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, as always, you guys, I want you to remember that Detroit girls do it better, and we will be back next week. <laughs>